Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Practice Odyssey. I'm Alex. And I'm Jen. And for any new listeners, The Practice Odyssey is your one-stop shop podcast for all things learning how to perform as a musician or as a person in general. The, mm. the advice is often, you know, a little general and it can be applied to other areas in life. And today we're going to discuss all of the things that we've learned in all of the books that we practiced through in season five. Uh, our theme for season five was prequels and sequels. Um, we went over some of the best prequels and sequels to other flute books that are out there. And we're going to tell you which one was our favorite at the end. But in the meantime, we'll tell you maybe what stuck, what didn't stick, if we threw any of the methods out the window. <laughs> uh, so, Jen, are you ready to start our season five review policy? Sure am. Cool. <laughs> All right. So our first book listeners, for those who can remember so far back, uh, of season five was our summer project book, and that was Practisma, the sure beautiful practice journal from Susanna Klein in America. Mm. And Jen... Did it stick? Did it not stick? Are you still using some of the things that we learned in Susanna Klein's book? Yeah, well, I mean, as per usual, my summer project was a little bit on the... Uh, <laughs> started off great and then slowly tailed into <laughs> chaos, um, as happens oh, with no. most of my holidays uh, projects. But, you know, I start off with great intentions. Um, uh, look, I... I really like the structure of it. And so at the end of the podcast, I decided, yes, I was going to kind of almost start back at square one and go through it again and, and use it as a way to structure and reflect upon my practice. Ooh. And um, I've uh -huh. been doing it. I mean, haphazardly, it's getting better. Um, but yeah, I just, I really liked how she puts in uh, this method of uh, ways which you can keep notes about your playing so that you can observe patterns over a long period of time or even short period of time, which I found really helpful because I'm not a great journaler, as we discovered when we did The Artist's Way. That was literally my idea of hell. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not very good at writing things down. So, um, But I liked this way of kind of keeping notes because basically I just filled in I filled in the blanks and it was good. And then there was some reflection exercises. So, um, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've been liking this. It's been very helpful to my practice. And I think I'm going to, yeah, keep, keep using it. Yeah, that sounds like it was really helpful, Jen. So, and I'm, I'm glad that you're kind of going back through it and then, mm. <laughs> and, and like relearn or trying some of the other things that she offered as well. That sounds really yeah sounds like it was really idea. good and it's interesting like when you go back and even if you do some of the exercises which you've done before like the reflections you kind of think of um more things or different things than you did before so it's interesting it's like constantly evolving or something maybe a bit different now because you know like mm -hmm. um like with uh like with stage fright and performance anxiety like i find um my my reactions or my physical reactions to to that change mm -hmm. depending it's very odd it's very weird <laughs> like there was this phase where I was getting a really tense jaw 
from performance like, very odd and then it disappeared yeah. and then it just turned into like um super dry mouth and then <laughs> anyway you know <laughs> it just seems to it kind of seems to cycle through it's like my body's just experimenting with oh let's see what different things we can throw at her today as soon as she steps mm-hmm. on the stage it's like woohoo um oh. yeah so it's kind of nice going through because then you're just like okay well at the moment this is what I'm experiencing and then even seeing what before my answer was you're just like oh yeah and how did I tackle that can I apply anything um yeah it was it was good how did you what did you think about practisma has it stayed oh. or has it gone or what's happened great Great question. I think mine was similar to yours. I think I did get through a lot of the prompts, but I wasn't super consistent on the journaling part. I was at the beginning, mm. of course, and then, you know, like mm. a lot of things mm. in life dropped off mm. a little and then it got back on it at the end. <laughs> um, I did really like her reflection prompts. I remember those. Um, I haven't done any since I got, since we moved on from the summer project, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of those things, out of sight, out of mind. But I also yeah. do my own little, like, self-reflection yeah. in my, 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 my planner every day. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, you've kind of, it's, it wasn't such a stretch for you, was it? Because you kind of do this already anyway as part of your practice. Yeah, we do do it like as part of our practice. And so that, so that was, so I do continue doing some reflections, just not the ones that she had in her book, but yeah. I do follow her on Instagram. Oh. She has a great Instagram where she breaks down a lot of the ideas in the book into very helpful, resourceful posts. And I really liked this one she did uh, yesterday, I think, which mm. actually it talks about, you know, our practice triangle and yes. she actually breaks down each element of the triangle. So, you know, like what is mental practice? What is physical practice? What is yeah. spiritual practice? Like the ah. same triangle, different wording, you know, uh, let me see if I can find, I saved oh. the post cause it was so good. Follow. Um, there we go. Followed her. Yeah. <laughs> Love oh, it. Oh yeah, the triangle. There it is. Right. I think she, okay. So she does oh. hers as a Venn diagram, mm. but. Very mm. similar to Sharon Sparrow. Right. Speaking yeah, of. Yeah, very similar. <gasps> yes. Oh, I guess we could bring that up now, um, <laughs> listeners. We had a surprise comment on our YouTube page from the Sherrod Sparrow herself. <gasps> oh, my gosh. We are starstruck. We are. Uh, a little wow. Bit, just wow. A little bit, I mean, a bit. Um, yeah. Sharon Sparrow, if you're still listening to our podcast, you you inspire and amaze us. And we are so glad that you wrote this book. And yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> yep. Still using your process. So good. Oh, yeah. That was super exciting to see that she, she heard our podcast and she liked mm. it as well, I think, based on the comments. So we, I'm, I'm very happy. And I was super inspired afterwards to continue working through her book. So I also dipped back <laughs> into one of our other season's books and started looking at some more Sharon Sparrow again. Um, I've been, I still have been working through her reading recommendation list and it's really gotten me on a... Um, like performance reading hack or kick, kick, um, where yeah. I'm reading books about how to perform better and, you know, like training your mind mentally. So it's mm. also mentally strong. It's not your fingers. It's also your, 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 your mental state. 
Yeah. But I'm sorry, we're getting away from practice. <laughs> we are. But Find it is also, you know, kind of re- related. So, yeah, so mm. I would say, um, so, yeah, she's still very much a part of my everyday. And I'm very glad that I read the book because it's helped me kind of keep that structure of, you know, mental, spiritual and physical practice. Yeah. And keeping it all in balance. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really good. Um, so then our second book, Jen, was the lovely our first uh prequel or sequel and we started mm-hmm. with a sequel mm-hmm. from paul edmund davies yes aka his consequence of sequences <laughs> oh, names oh he just thinks of the best names for he his does. methods he does <laughs> uh <laughs> listeners go pick up his coffee noodles because that is also one of the names that it came out <laughs> recently um but yes jen what did you think did it stick did something not stick? Have you looked at it since we did the podcast? What, what, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I must confess, like, I did, I really enjoyed it when we did it. And mm-hmm. um, it, as, as a sequel, it was more of, uh, he explains it and describes it as a set of etudes. No, I haven't really been doing it as, a, I think <laughs> it, it's, I think it's a book which is kind of go on my, my regular rotation list. So the way I practice technical work is I have a bunch of books which I kind of cycle through regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, When I've got a piece of music or rep which I'm practicing which requires ridiculously long phrasing. um, Oh yeah, then his tone exercises are really... Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, I go and punch through a few of those tone exercises because geez louise the... (laughs) If you can do those... You're in a really, let's put it this way, you're in a very good spot for Debussy. Um, so, yeah. So, it's yeah. really funny comparing that, too, to Bernold, where, you know, with uh, Paul, it's very much a breath exercise, like getting the phrase in one breath, whereas Bernold says, you know, like, make sure you play these quick enough so you can do it on one breath. So it's not yeah. necessarily, the aim <laughs> isn't on extending the breath, fra- the phrase yep. for the breath, with the breath, yep. <laughs> but it's more yep. um, the sound, which the sound. also works with the names. But, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I think, I think, yeah, at the moment, Consequence of Sequences is not on my stand, but it's definitely in my regular rotation and okay, gets pulled cool. out for special occasions when I need a bit of the old <laughs> Paul Edmund Davies special flute magic solutions. Yes. <laughs> uh, what about you, Alex? I want to put that on a T-shirt of special <laughs> flute magic solutions coming to you and Alex. <laughs> or not flutists, but their methods, if they helped or not. <laughs> But anyway, sorry. Okay, my experience. Um, yeah, I think I have a similar practice regime pre- mm-hmm. as, as so to you where, you know, it's, you mm-hmm. know, the structure kind of stays in place and it gets, you know, altered a little bit. Every time we do a podcast, I, I check something new in, like I yeah. pr- replace it, but it is with the rotation. Um but yeah, I think I've mentioned in the past and previous podcasts, past and previous podcasts, listen to that alliteration. Uh, <laughs> I have like my bookshelves for flute playing are kind of separate. I have one set, which is like where I put all of my pieces that I don't practice all the time. So it's a lot of my solo work, my chamber work and everything that mm-hmm. if I do it for a concert, I pull it out. And if not, it's in these nice, pretty white um, Ikea like uh, music holders. Uh, and then I have my little tiny bookshelf where I put everything that I'm practicing now. And I would say that Consequence of Sequences is in that. So yeah. it's in my, like, I pull it out sometimes, especially because, I mean, nobody writes a scale exercise like Paul. And I have mm. to say, like, 
um, like between his and the Reichert, there's some of the mm-hmm. most lyrical scale exercises yeah. you can practice out there. Yeah. And his tone exercises are, you know, they do the transposing. You go through the circle, mm-hmm. circle of fifths, or in some other order, like major, mm-hmm. minor. However, he however he thinks was best for that practicing and. Yeah, it's also a great one just to pack when I'm traveling or on vacation because I know that the tunes are nice and they won't annoy the neighbors too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think I do practice this with it, but in terms of like since we did this podcast, um, <laughs> um, I think I pulled it out once. But yeah, so I, I, it's definitely, I love it and it's a great, it's a great method and it's like a little mini version of his 28 day book for all flutists eventually. So yeah. it's just a, a, such a, a nice little practice uh, methodology. So yeah, yeah, that's my review. Yeah. So our next book was uh, Susan Milan's Flute Technique book one. And this mm-hmm. was the prequel to the one we had previously done on the podcast, which was Flute Technique Book Two, two because that yes. was the one that we got when we did <laughs> some master had, classes yeah. with her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, um, this book has stuck with me. I used it during the Bernold Embouchure episode, so that way I had some because he wanted scales that were not too crazy. And I love yeah. Paul, but I was like, yeah, they're they're a little crazy. So I'll choose something <laughs> a little more familiar, but also also, you know, extends the range of the flute. So I'm making sure to yeah. cover all three octaves as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why I chose Susan Milan's books because they're just, they're great. I, I see why, you know, Liz, our teacher in, per, in Australia, really loves them as well. And I see why yeah. Susan wrote them. Mm. So, so yeah, so they've stuck with me. Uh, normally, I think I don't practice them too much, but mm. um, I often tell my students to purchase this book because it's yeah. such a great book for students like this is Mm. a great book before you move on to some of the other ones as well and it's a good one to have in your repertoire so yeah yeah so that's my review of Susan Milan's book how about you Jen have you have you uh, did it stay what didn't stay yeah yeah it's again it's on my regular rotation for scale work um I I guess I really and it's actually the one which I would go to if I have to like warm up for before playing because uh you know you don't really mm-hmm. want to play a huge amount before a concert um or a performance um so I use it then and also just like if I've got a little bit less practice time that day um I really mm-hmm. like this method because it's just it's a little bit of everything you get to practice your scales you get to practice your arpeggios and then also your dominance and your diminished and your chromatic and it's all Mm -hmm. just it's all just stuck in one you do all your articulation exercises so you're getting your tongue moving and coordinated in different ways um it's just like this awesome little package which you can blast through in 20 minutes yeah it's just really really well in under 20 minutes if if you're like really focused (laughs) um (laughs) you know it's it's just Mm -hmm. yeah it's just a really good way just to get your fingers and breath and everything going and it's a whole it's the whole range yeah this is uh this is one which I think is in my regular scale practice to stay it's just very concise you pack so much in you practice so much so many different elements of technique in it um Mm -hmm. yeah she's she just really knows what she's doing to get you know yes bang for your buck yeah her her Mm. tenure of teaching is Mm. very 
present in how mm. she organized these scale patterns. Mm. Like mm. you can see she has taught these and she knows yep. how students think and yep. like, you know, okay, this is the first one you would have to master. This is the second yep. and yep. so on and so forth going yep. through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so Absolutely. clear. Well then Jen, I think the next book is the one that the listeners definitely want to know the most about. Um, mm. Eloise Ristad's book, Soprano oh. on Her Head. Yes. Soprano on her head was the next one. And yeah. they want to know, are you still juggling? Did you buy uh, juggling balls? Are you still using Tom's socks? Uh, we, we, okay, we have so to know. Oh, yeah, no. The, the socks are still happening. I need to go and buy some juggling oh, balls. Cool. Um, <laughs> I think I think the things with Soprano is kind of more stuck with is um, I go to it when um, I feel like I want a bit of inspiration. I really, I really like the dancing that she she gets you to do yes. like the dancing exercise mm. she did just so you know when I'm wake up and you feel a bit meh it kind of gets me <laughs> in the zone I really like it and it it kind of connects me to the present so it's, it's yeah it's a bit it's a good all-round exercise and the book is full of all of these really useful nuggets of advice and I think um, I'm just gonna keep coming back to this book and kind of discovering more or applying it in different ways to my playing. So I think mm. it's, it's a, it's one of those excellent books, which I think will just keep, keep giving. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like listening no, to a song uh, that you haven't heard in a while and taking away something new from it each time you hear it. Um, exactly. For me, like that sometimes yeah. happens, you know, the first time you listen, you're like, Oh yeah. Like this part's amazing. And then the second mm-hmm. time you're like, Whoa, like, what about that, though? I didn't even pay attention to the yeah, lyric. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's good. I think it's something which I'll, I'll pull up, yeah, when I'm trying to tackle something and I'm getting stuck with my usual tricks. I think I will go to this <laughs> book to see inspiration for new tricks of where to solve problems. But um, how about you? How did What's happened with this book? Because you've had this Ooh. for ages already, haven't you? I've had this for ages. I have. Years and years. Um, in my beautiful book, uh, it usually is uh, in my, my living room, actually, just because I can uh-huh. look at it because the cover art is also just <laughs> chef's it kiss. It's beautiful. Um, as far as uh, reading it or using it since then, mm. I mean... Um, I always do similar to you, the dancing kind of when I do my scales in the morning, I don't know. It helps me remember to breathe properly and not make my breathing too labored or like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So I find when I'm, you know, dancing, it tends to come in a little better. And, you know, sometimes, especially if you're just doing scale patterns, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the pattern or, or if you're doing the tone exercises, the, that just repeats the melody Mm. in different scales then it's mm. quite easy to like dance around with it because you know mm. how it's supposed to go. Yeah. So yeah, so I still do that in the mornings. I haven't done much else though with it since then. However, you know, my personal life has also been a little crazy. We've been yeah. moving and we've had some family problems. So Aww. it's been a little all over, which would probably be the best time, you know, in all honesty to read this book and like kind of settle. Mm. But uh, but yeah, so hopefully I'll I'll dive into it a little bit more. I definitely still use a lot of the things that she taught us in the book. But mm. yeah, I could probably go go for another reread because if 
listeners remember, I didn't actually finish the book. So I didn't read through, all the way through it. I just picked and, I picked and chose a few chapters yeah. that I thought would be useful. So, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely still in my living room. I see it every day. It's a beautiful book. <laughs> <laughs> there for me, it's like, you know, a, a, a faithful friend whenever you yeah. know, you're feeling down, they're there. Yeah. So. And then that led to our, maybe our, our most fun practice book, our most <laughs> avant-garde for sure. It was uh, Robert Dick's The Tone Development Through Extended Techniques. Yep. Jen, you still <laughs> using this? You're not using it? What stuck? What didn't? Tell us we're ready Look, to again, it's on my regular rotation, but actually I found that I'm, I'm using a lot of his methods, especially in terms of tone resonance Ooh. It, within all of my other practice so actually now I warm up with um like doing the Tuffinel and Gobert five note scale um except singing it and um as a way to kind of warm everything up make sure that my throat's relaxed and you know I've got optimal resonance I love how we keep saying that optimal resonance um <laughs> and and things like whisper tones and harmonics and singing the repertoire like it's just become incorporated. I've started incorporating all of those extended techniques as part of how I practice my tone work. Even if I'm using something as um, like tone development by Moyes, I'll be using a lot of Robert Dick's uh, methods for um, creating optimal resonance with those exercises as part of them. Um, and it's made a big difference and I've really been enjoying it. So in some ways, um, this one is sticking and I have been yeah. enjoying and seeing interesting results from it. Um, how about you? <laughs> uh, let's see. So definitely still using the harmonics. I really liked uh, his exercises mm. for harmonics. I, mm. I tend to do them pretty regularly in my practice. It's kind of my bread yeah. and butter. Yeah. Um, so I kept doing those as well, but in implementing his uh his exercises and yep. like you also the singing because yes. I forgot how much I I love it because it really encourages you to have a very open and relaxed like column of air around yeah. your throat area yeah which is an area where flutists we tend to hold a yeah. lot of tension hold tension yeah um and so and I was applying it uh, to the Bernold often I would oh, sing through yeah. the, the first set of exercises like yeah. the, the first ones to get you like you know uh -huh. your column so I would sing it and then I would do the air and then I would yeah. you know apply it so yeah so I was also <laughs> I guess also changing it just a little bit I didn't do the Tafnel Gobert but I did the Bernold uh, La Technique de Embouchure yeah. uh, exercises yeah. which we cover next I'm spoiling again but uh, anyways um, <laughs> but yeah and similar to you I haven't really used the multiphonic as much but I mm. know next time I have mm. to pull out a piece that uses multiphonics mm -hmm. or something similar then mm -hmm. this book is immediately like this is going to yeah. be my my yeah. practice yeah. warm-up like yeah. this is what I'm going to use so yeah but yeah Absolutely. learned a lot of really great things and uh yeah it was so good oh <laughs> so good <laughs> um our last book Jen uh La Technique de Embouchure by mm. uh, Mr. Philippe Bernold uh. what stuck what didn't stick? Are you still using it? <laughs> Look, yes. I think Bernold's uh, books, actually both of them, uh, are permanent part of my yeah. tone work. I just really like how it's structured and how he thinks. In terms of this book in particular, so the prequel, um, I actually kind of combine the two books together when I'm 
working on tone. So I really like how in the second book he brings in harmonics as part of um, Mm -hmm. warming up up the embouchure. I use the first book because the first book has so many exercises. So basically you've got to go through like three months worth of practice before you start repeating. Once I run out of exercises in his second book, then I just go and use the similar exercises from this, the kind of corresponding section in his first book. So I've kind of combined them together. So I'm using the first book, this one, which we've just looked at as the appendix. But then in the first book, I really love his articulation exercises. They're so helpful (laughs) for warming up. The Sanfi, of course, because they just kick my butt all the time. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I really I really like them. Uh, so, yeah, look, Bernard is definitely on the stand and he's there to stay for a very long time. Yeah. Excellent. How about you? So glad to hear that. Uh, <laughs> yes, very similar verdict for me. Um, for me, I do – I also do a little bit because some of his, um, like, uh, exercises for les sons, so, like, to build, mm-hmm. like, the – air column and the sound uh from the second book uh les soufflets les sons um i i just love like he he does one for prokofiev's romeo and juliet that's Mm. just so beautiful and Mm -hmm. i just love starting my practice day with that one just gets my head in the right head space and i'm like oh the flute is such a beautiful instrument i love the flute and then it's really (laughs) positive and then i can go from there but it's also a little challenging there's some like technical aspects to it but not too many so yes um but yeah, I definitely, like I mentioned in the Robert Dick part of this podcast, I've incorporated some singing as well into the tone parts, the first exercises, mm. Um, mm. but still very much using them. It's just a great way to like get the sound going and to like get your motivation up, I think. Yeah. It's just perfect. And his little son fees, oh, the bane of my existence, getting those pianos really soft at the ends and beginnings of notes yeah. or like making sure they're very clear. I'm still working through that. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's fun, but it is helping. And I, you know, every time I do it, I notice that they're getting better and better. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, very much to all the stand for me. So Aww. yeah, oh, such a good book. And I think Jen, that brings us to our last question for the podcast. Mm. Out mm. of everything we did for this season, if you had to choose a favorite, which one would be your favorite? Uh, Which one would it be? I know. There were so many good ones. There's always so many good ones. They're <laughs> all my favorites. <laughs> I don't know. This is a problem. Like, all of them hit different parts of practicing in different ways in different areas so well. Like, they're each, I feel like, such a beautiful niche of part of practicing. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. How about I, this? Because this is how I was going to take the question. What's yeah. maybe your unexpected one with things uh, that maybe like you weren't expecting it to be as enlightening as it was? Like, oh. you know, like the book that maybe you came into the season, like maybe thinking it was going to be good, but you were like, you know, like, wow, I, I learned a whole bunch from this that I didn't anticipate. Okay. Um, because well, like then, it's that, hard. These are all amazing yeah. people, and yeah. they all write amazing books. So okay, the one which I guess I'm most surprised about, uh, and was unexpected, was okay. Would have to probably be Soprano on her head, because I mean I'd mm-hmm. heard a lot about it, and you know I was it's like oh you know you just think oh I guess it's all the hype, it's all the hype, and then <laughs> I read it and I was like, wow, 
okay, yeah, I understand the hype it now. Lived up it's to the really, hype. really, really good, <laughs> and it's lived up to the hype. You know what? You mm-hmm. just, you just normally you always feel a little bit disappointed after something's been really, really talked up for so long. This one, yeah. It exceeded <laughs> expectations. I was like, wow. Um, so oh I think in that one, yeah, we have to be soprano on our head. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's so cool. Oh, I'm so yeah. glad you love the book. Yeah. It's such a good yeah. book. Um, what about you, Alex? <laughs> okay. So my unsung hero, the one I was, I had uh, high expectations, but I was really surprised at how much I could use it in areas outside of its area. I'm probably giving it away, but uh, it was definitely <laughs> Robert Dick's tone development yeah. through extended techniques. Like I went into this thinking, oh, okay, this will probably just be something I can use whenever I'm just doing some avant-garde playing. Yeah. But it was yeah. so a lot of so many things that he discussed I can use when I'm just doing regular yeah. flute playing, yeah. you know, playing some classical pieces. Mm-hmm. And that was a big surprise and I, I loved it and like how he incorporates everything and he did a great job describing everything in each chapter. Mm. Yeah. So that for me was, mm. I mean, all of these books were amazing, but I was, that was my unexpected, um, that like, was your oh, unexpected. this was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and I still, yeah. And oh, just the cover too is like, oh. I mean, it's not so artistic, but it's very much like, it looks like a classic flute method. Yeah. It's so, so bold. It's got the yeah. nice red and... Mm. But yeah, I think that's it from my side. And I think, yeah. listeners, that's the end of season five. I can't that believe it. We've season caught five, yeah. five seasons. We've done I five know. seasons now. Amazing. That's crazy. It's a, a lot of technical books we looked at. We have. And thank you so much, <laughs> listeners, for like joining us every every fortnight to hear how we went. We love hearing from y'all. And mm-hmm. uh, keep sending questions. We get a few on our YouTube pages. Um, we also get some via email. Uh, for those who don't know our email, you can find it in the show notes. It's uh, uh, thepracticeodyssey at gmail.com. Uh, you can also leave us a rating and review on uh apple podcast we currently have a nice five-star rating but uh, we could always use more and if you write a review <laughs> it's super helpful and it helps other people find us on the platform too so mm-hmm. <laughs> come and have a copy with jen and i and you can learn all about it but yeah you can find us like i said on all podcast platforms let us know if there's one that we are not on and i will fix it and this episode the art was brought to you from ivan potter smith doing mm. a great job looks amazing and the theme music was written by moi miss alessandra woods um but yeah listeners we hope you have a lovely holiday season and yeah we look forward to season six with y'all in the new mm-hmm. year in the new ah! year can't believe Oof. it but yeah this is alex and jen signing off for 2021 <laughs> see ya <laughs> bye mm-hmm.